Hey guys, it's Megan and Aaron. We just wanted to hop on really quick and let you guys know that we took a much needed break that was very purposeful and resulted in some much needed perspective shift and change as to the topic of our next episode. So we want to let you guys know we didn't forget about you and we actually took the time to just kind of reflect on the current situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to bring you purposeful and meaningful content and not just regurgitate all these aesthetic topics that we've thought about in the past. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now, you know, just coming off of quarantine and, you know, lots of really meaningful movements. But at the same time, Megan and I do have personal lives and, you know, we had some a passing in the family recently and we really appreciate you guys taking the time to give us space, to take a breath and, you know, you know, we're here for you and we're excited to bring you content, but we just want to make sure that we are all in a good, healthy space to bring it to you. And we're very excited to kind of have our comeback, be with our really good friend, Vanessa Lee. We recorded this really fun episode. It kind of goes all over the place, but I think it ends with just some really, you know, great, meaningful information. Yes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode after a few weeks off is a very special one. It's with our guest, Vanessa Lee. So thanks guys so much for your patience. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Aaron Jensen and Megan Pattison. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan Stories series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen we are here to drop knowledge cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way hello and welcome to through thick and skin podcast my name is Megan Patterson and I'm Aaron Jensen and we have a special special guest for episode number 17 we're already on episode 17 and this woman that we brought onto our show is somebody who has been in the back of our minds on our hit list since before we even created <laughs> the podcast. This is the one, the only Vanessa Lee RN, who is a really good friend of Aaron Jensen, and Aaron will explain how they became friends. But just to give you guys a little background, Vanessa is a world-renowned medical aesthetic provider sought after for her natural-looking injectable work, and she's known for her contribution in training and educating in the aesthetic medicine field. That's actually how I think Aaron and Vanessa met. She's definitely best-kept secret. She works on celebrities. I'm not going to say who. Maybe she will. I don't know. There's probably some claws that you can't talk about it. But uh, she's also a skincare expert, and she's the owner of a beauty concept bar called The Things We Do. So I've always considered Vanessa kind of like our Panay sister from another mister. Um, you know, I, let, let me just stop talking. Say hello, Vanessa. Hi. Welcome to the show. That was the best intro I've ever received in my life. I'm going to make sure every conference hires you, please, because I feel I'll like record it. Yeah, at the end of that should have been like, bram, bram, and like my that was my like red light to go in. That it's, was so it's uplifting. It's your intro, like once you have your Netflix special, once they <laughs> once they make Netflix specials on how to inject, you'll you, that'll be the stage. Oh, I'll be your wait. DJ. Be like, Brett, make some noise in for Vanessa Lee. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm thrilled to be here with my sisters. Yes, uh, we are so excited. This has been a long time coming, and we've had to reschedule sure. it a few times. Yeah, because of some life things. But I think it was serendipitous because I'm glad you're here. We there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Yeah, want to talk about a lot of stuff. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so we have Vanessa here. For 
for a few reasons. I mean, we wanted to bring her on just because her and Aaron are both trainers for Allergan. They um, have done little retreats themselves for other injectors. Um, we are huge fans of the things we do. We've been to their grand opening party. She just opened up a second location, which is incredible. It's like Aaron and Vanessa are are very similar in the sense, as far as their approach, natural aesthetics, mm -hmm. natural looking aesthetics, they're business owners, they grew up in the 909, they have a penchant for 90s hip hop, you know, they have husbands and kids, you know, they're boss bitches for sure. Um, but you know, Vanessa is Filipina, she's a woman of color, we wanted to bring her on to get her perspective, kind of talk about what's currently going on, but also get to know her as a as a lady, as a woman, as a friend, as a homegirl. So. I'm, I'm definitely going to be moderating this, but I'm kind of letting Aaron and Vanessa take the wheel here, and I'll just interject my little uh, spices here and there. But, you know, Aaron, maybe we should talk about how you met Vanessa. Um, how I meet everyone on Instagram. Or I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I think the DM queen. I was like, hey, <laughs> you look cool DMs. and you live in the 909. Like, let's meet up. Let's meet up for lunch. I Wh think I really just slid your DMs like that yeah. and just approached I you. I remember one day opening my messages and seeing a message from you, and I was like, oh, I, I know who she is. <laughs> and I saw your message and it said something to the effect of, I always want to make friends with, you know, other injectors. And I, and I saw your profile and I've been following you. And I just want to know if you want to meet up sometime and have coffee or whatever you want. Just, just want to know that, you know, or just want you to know that I'm like out here. I'm like in your corner. And I was like, what the, this is the nicest, purest <laughs> message. We need to protect this woman Aww. I was like I was and I immediately responded back with like yes no I love you too like let's hang out and then come to find out we like both grew up in the 909 mm -hmm. the Inland Empire and I was like you know what I don't know too many like hot gems out there who are from the 909 I think the 909 produces a very special person by the way because mm -hmm. we're close enough to the city we're close enough to like all these other things the wait beach, have you seen mountains. my 909 tattoo yes girl and it kills me that you started <laughs> lasering it off like live into that lean into that I, I think live you need it. it redone no, you listen okay <laughs> like redo I, it looks like a gel tattoo what about I, it looks like I got it done in a garage for sure by some Sancho but the thing is is that for people who don't know what the 909 is the 909 is an area code for an, an area in Southern California that's inland that can have a reputation that gets forgotten yes yes for sure it gets looked over but you know the 909 is making a name for itself and when i was 18 i wanted to show the world that i am a proud 909er and i'll never forget i showed this tattoo to my grandpa and he was like wow did you get that in case you get lost and they want to send you home and i was like <laughs> Grandpa's got jokes. <laughs> and then at some point you were like, and now I'm done representing. And, yeah. And now, and it's not even like, it's just a bad job. And so, and because it's at my ankle, I have, I've had a few laser sessions, but because my ankle is so far away from my heart, it's very hard for the, the ink to break down. Look at you. You feel, you're so educated <laughs> on lasers. I just regret because I, you know how I feel about lasers. We'll have a whole other episode <laughs> on lasers, but, um, so yeah, now it just looks like a faded. It seriously looks like it was a dude's name that I'm trying to erase from my past. I hear that. But the 909 will never leave. Your the soul. 909 will never leave. So the, the the thing we have in common, us three ladies here today, is that we grew up in this certain area that has a certain rep. You know, it's like the suburbs of Los Angeles. So yeah. a lot of girls mm -hmm. end up in LA or they go to New York or wherever. It's kind of like, for me, in my experience, you know, you stay there, you get a husband, you get kids, or you move away like I did. But you always return. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, returned to the to the motherland. Yeah. So that was our connection. And the first time I met you, we had lunch. And I had actually just signed a lease on the treatment on our new location. And I did not know you at all. 
And I think after an hour. Wait, where was the lunch? At uh, Union on Yale in Claremont. That was our first time. First time. And after an hour of meeting you, I told you, I'm leaving my job. I'm opening a practice. You want to come see the building? Deepest, darkest secrets. Yes. And I was like, I hope this girl is cool and doesn't like fuck me over because I just told her all about my life. Put your news everywhere. But then I knew I just knew that you were a good person. And it's so funny because I don't remember that being our first meeting since I felt that before that because of our interactions on social media that we were already hanging out for so long so that memory for me was not the first time we hung out but it literally is which is so funny yeah and I remember you and I were like beep 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 the whole time we were just like I experienced that too and Mm -hmm. this is how I'm moving forward and I also felt like is it safe to tell this gal and it's it's sad also to know that you know, when you're going through difficult things in business and in your career and aesthetics, like, can you trust that person that you're opening up to, you know, even though we had had so much communication prior, but I also too felt, nah, I'm safe with this girl. Aww. I'm good. She is from the night. Yeah. You're in a woman's <laughs> intuition is unfuckwittable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. If they could bottle it and sell it, they could, but you cannot put a price on a woman's gut. Yes. So my gut feeling was this is safe information. And I even went home and told my husband, look, Oh my God, I met Erin and it was awesome. And she's going through this. And I think we can learn this from her. And I also told her that, you know, like these tips and stuff. And I was like, she's like going through the same thing. We're like living parallel lives mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. So you guys were both at a state. It was just, it was like what synchronicity that you guys were both in a certain lane for years and then you're like I think I'm gonna venture out and take a leap and do this thing why don't you Vanessa talk about how you got the start in aesthetic medicine and when we get to the point where we meet up I think we can talk about that topic a little more okay so I started off knowing in nursing school that I wanted to be a cosmetic nurse for sure and so right out of nursing school Back then, I mean, and this was like in 2009, the there wasn't really like a community or like a board exactly you could reach out to for specific jobs. So I hopped right onto Craigslist, good old Craigslist. Oh my God. Where I could have been murdered for sure. Seriously. Um, and that's when all of that stuff was happening, like the crimes on Craigslist. But I hopped on Craigslist and I looked up laser nurse, Botox nurse, like on every forum in every, you know, county. Like I was on the Inland Empire one. I was in Los Angeles. I was looking on Orange County. And I basically was just looking for anyone who would take me. I didn't care if like they weren't even going to pay me. I didn't even care about like being paid shit. I was like, I just need to get my foot in the door because I know it's a difficult industry. Meanwhile, I always had in the back of my mind, like, what if I don't absolutely love this? Like, I might as well keep up my clinical experience in the ER. So I did work in the ER at um, Santa Monica, UCLA, and then I moved on to working neurosurgery for a couple of years. But part time, I always was doing aesthetics. And I my third year in nursing, I was like, okay, I I love working in the hospital that's a that's a fucking lie I I (laughs) tolerated working in the hospital but I paid my dues and at this point I know for sure like where I really flourish and where I help people the most is in cosmetic medicine and so I'm going to go ahead and do this full time and so from that point on I really focused on you know learning everything I could about lasers, learning everything I could about injectables, even though there was a lot of pushback, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if we should take the time to train someone new on injectables. There's always that concern, I think, in our field, um, because so much of that goes into it. And at the time, like, 
classes like there are now, like right now you can pick up one or two lives a day Mm -hmm. with injectable training courses on, you know, social media and Instagram. And that just was not available back Mm -mm. then. Back then you really had to like fight for your classes and they weren't just few and far between. They were really only being held by the pharmaceutical companies who are selling us the injectables. Mm -hmm. So the only way you could really get trained is if your employer gave permission to the injectable company to come in and train you. And by that point, you have to have the job already. Mm. So it was kind of this like, well, how do I get trained if I don't get hired and this whole thing? So what it looks like now to break into the field was completely different 10 years ago. So back then I was like, you know, I will work six days a week for you. I will do all the laser in the world. I will do all of these vitamin shots that go in people's booties that I don't want to be looking at all day. I will do anything (laughs) to just take one Botox class. Like, please, you know, like a lot of like, a lot of like bitch work really. Mm -hmm. And I was happy to do it. That is such such a good point because do you know my DMs we get all the time? How do I find my first job? It's so hard. Everyone wants experience and I don't have experience. Like, well, just please just listen to what Vanessa just said and do that. Offer to work for free. Offer yeah. to intern. Yeah. Pound the pavement. And just when someone says it's hard, like get out of my face. Get yeah. out. Yes. Get out You're not cut out for this. Not only was it more difficult for us back then, but we decided to like blaze our own trails and make it happen. Nowadays, there are so many more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if you're not taking advantage of those those opportunities and you're hitting someone up, a business owner up in their DMs on Instagram saying, how do I get started? Like, this is not for you because it's a difficult field. And this field is for people who are willing to take their own destinies in their own hands. So I think that for sure, not only are there more resources out there, like you, it's, it's really about, you know, uh, doing your due diligence mm-hmm. and getting out there and looking up the resources, like Googling as much as you can, like looking up interviews that already exist, like figuring out where you can be helpful for a business so that you become indisposable. All of those things are general things that people do in every line of work. Yes. But also you can go to that business and introduce yourself. You can go in for a service, go in for a facial. Yes. Half that, of my team was hired that way. Yes. Because then you get to know them. You're like, wow, this person is loyal and likes us organically. Right. So you're going to be more likely to give them a chance and an opportunity. Right. All those things don't, you know, cost very much. Right. Yeah. So after a few years of um, not just like, begging people basically to like (laughs) train me and really fighting for that but after a few years of injecting at first it was all about let me just get down the fundamentals you know like let me just really um, master these fundamentals so that I can get to the point where you know I have like seven to ten years under my belt and then I can make some like real moves and stuff like that because I also think there are a lot of people in the field right now who after one to two years of injecting, regardless of your degree, will like plaster on their social media like master injector and are doing tear troughs. You know what I mean? Uh, Are doing tear troughs and are trying to do temples and like the most, yeah, doing classes. And it's like, young bloods <laughs> focus I, I think focus. of Kendrick Lamar sit down be humble <laughs> yes yeah like, like let's focus on just growing first because mm-hmm. you will not have enough to teach unless you finally get taught yourself and that takes time and there's no rush mm-hmm. you know I so think it takes a good three to five years to feel okay. really comfortable for sure you know with the ba- with the basics yeah for sure I don't even think I touched a tear trough until like going on my 
third to fourth year. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't because it was discouraged at the time. It was because I knew that I could not make it look how it was supposed to look at that time with my skill set. And I do think that things are expedited now with all the resources that people have. But what I'm saying is like there just was not – a, a huge rush for me to be the best. It was about being efficient, being safe, and just like learning and absorbing as much as I could. And then you get to the point where you've been injecting for eight, nine years, and then every practice that you've worked at, you have picked apart the best and worst practices, and you really, I mean, in my experience, I really looked at that globally and was like, this is the business I want to open and these are the best things from the businesses that I've worked at that I will put into it um, and all that other noise that was terrible mm-hmm. and um, you know hurtful to patients and staff this is what I will never do in the business and that's how the things we do was born in yeah. December of 2018. It's very unfortunate that there is this dark side to our industry just about the competition and being nasty and feeling like you're stealing clients and just that, like you explained that workplace environment where it's just unhealthy. And it's unfortunate yeah. that I think we've both experienced that, but yeah. from that we learn and grow and are able to, you know, open up environments that we enjoy. Right. Yeah, we for, pe- for people who don't realize like Aaron and Vanessa both own the same type of business. Mm-hmm. Like they're technically like competition, mm-hmm. but I would, I've never looked at Vanessa like that like and I think Vanessa and Aaron are both in the same lane where they understand and realize like it's collaboration rather than competition and I know right. Aaron has referred to Vanessa and Vanessa's referred to Aaron and yeah Aaron's referred to plastics and in, in LA and stuff like that where it's like there's enough lips and tear trust for everyone mm-hmm. absolutely enough to go around mm-hmm. you know and for whatever reason you pick one over the other but it's just beautiful to see that you guys are both you guys do the same thing like the things the things we do is a beautiful space i highly highly suggest you guys check it out they have a location in downtown los angeles at the row and also chino hills aesthetically mm-hmm. tasty i told vanessa it just <laughs> it tastes like an you know like it's rosy dusty terracotta tile mm-hmm. like it's beautiful you know like we're we're minty the things we do is just it's stunning so um, yeah, like I, I just was inspired to say that, Aaron, because you were talking about like the nasty side of the business when really it's like you these are two girls like for people who don't realize like these are two girls who are bomb as hell at what they do. They're both business owners. They have the same type of business and they're sitting here kiki mm-hmm. having a good time. Yeah. So Friends. I think that's I think um, what so many different businesses have talked to me about when I do trainings also is like after the medical and clinical part of things like after the actual training with injectables I'll often get pulled aside like hey we've got competition all over the place you know like every other spot across town and like how do you really get to the level that you're at like what is your advice to us you know in regards to the competition that we have and like what's your selling technique and I always tell people like there's no technique of selling you just do the right thing Mm -hmm. and you are kind to your patients and you do what's safest for them and you try not to change people from who they they are but highlight the best parts of themselves because I know a lot of people are in these streets posting things like just you know highlighting the best the best of this person's face and the person in the before is a totally different person (laughs) from the person in the after and it's like what do you mean highlighting you changed her whole fucking face like what what is this about and like and that's I'm all for that if that's what you want to do also but like that's 
that's not the focus of most practices, I think. And when you celebrate those kind of things and when you're just putting out your best and focusing and staying in your lane and concentrating on your own work and saying, where can I go from here? Where can I push myself further? I'm my own like, you know, I'm my own best and worst competition. Like, how can I grow in this mm -hmm. spot instead of keeping your eye on somebody else? That's when the most success comes mm -hmm. in. And I think you, Aaron, have done that so beautifully. And I have done that as well. And it's part of the reason why I think we jam so much with each other, one. And two, we have two of the most successful practices in Southern California that I That's know right. of. <laughs> And and I'm we're a hype woman. I'm like, hello. go, go, hey, go hey, best friend, hey. go bestie, go bestie. <laughs> and it's and we've always we've always I mean, I showed up to your grand opening mm -hmm. for the treatment and I was hyped and I was posting the hell out of it on my page. And you guys did the same thing for me. And we constantly do that for each other. And we've created together the aesthetic collaborative and we're bringing together teams from, you know, hopefully nationally and, you know, across the world, whatever, whoever, <laughs> whoever's listening out there. And it's just, you know, I think there's a difference between making decisions for a business out of fear mm -hmm. and out of like jealousy or out of, um, you know, anything negative and making decisions for your business out of a place of love and goodness, those businesses are always going to have a more lasting imprint in whatever industry it is. And it's more meaningful. And not only do your patients see it, but businesses around you fuck with you like we like I love I love to give businesses to other people who I know the founders have an idea that I can stand behind and it's mm -hmm. always love yeah tell us more about your concept for the things we do because I think it is very revolutionary it's very novel compared to all the other uh med spas uh, I mean we hate that remember, word I, know. I hate that word aesthetic centers <laughs> out I hate there the med spa. I'm sorry it makes it makes my yeah, just tell us about it mean. like when Ugh. you yeah. thought of this your mood board wh yes. like what came to you so I'm Filipino American. I'm um, Filipino Irish American. Even though I'm like very Filipino passing, my dad was half white, and he always taught me, you know, like you are an American, but you are a, a Filipino American, and you have a very special lens of how you see this world, and don't ever shy away from that lens. Like make that lens amplify everything that you do. And so, and and he was a out of the box thinker, and he was fantastic fantastic with just being original when it came to the way he dressed the way that he danced the way that he did business and handled relationships so um I really celebrated um growing up Filipino American and when I started becoming or started being seen as a leader in this field and I knew I was getting to the point where I was like you know what, at this point I know I'm going to open up my own aesthetic center I was like <laughs> I was like, I, I have to do it differently because I don't know how to do it any other way because this is what I know. So the things we do was named after, after patients constantly telling me all day, like after I'm done poking their faces, like, oh my God, the things we do for beauty. I'm like, I know, girl, I know, I hear it every day. And I was like, one day I'm going to name a, name a space after this. You or know, like you write told me that. Book. You told me that the first day we met too. Really? Yes. <laughs> See? I, I didn't know the Keeping story Keeping my word. That. That's beautiful. Yes. The Keeping things we my do. word. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I told a patient that she she said it, and I was like, one day I could like write a or like open up a space or write a book after that because I hear it so many times a day. 
So, but the entire purpose of this space was created so that it was looked at and experienced as an East meets West type of medical beauty bar. So in the Philippines and in Asia, and I try to go back to the Philippines every other year and it's, we were supposed to be there right now, actually. Ooh, the motherland, I miss you. Yeah. But, um, so in the Philippines, when you go to get a quote unquote facial, like you, if I tell my cousin or my mom, like, hey, mom, I'm going to go get a facial. I'll be back. That person knows I'm not going to be back in 45 minutes or an hour. Like a facial in Asia is like you go to an aesthetic center and you are there for hours because you are getting acupuncture done. You're getting a facial. You're probably getting some kind of microneedling done. You also might have like tiny fish suck on your feet yeah. while you're there. You are also <laughs> getting Botox. You're getting a vaginal steam. You are, you know, getting some herbal remedies to take home. It's like an entire experience. You sit in a room like I've I've been in these rooms where like 12 other women are getting V steams, vaginal steams at the same time. And we're all in these boxes <laughs> and only our heads are like out of the box looking at each other like, hey, girl, <laughs> me too. Like that's that's what it is in Asia. And you take your time and it's not something to be rushed it's not something where like you know here in the states everything is very separated and and compartmentalized if you like we're like one place you get your acupuncture and like one place you go get botox and another place you might see like your holistic esthetician and like another place you might go do like a v-steam or something and i wanted to create a place that really embraced all of those things and so we do offer all of those things fee steams acupuncture reiki um, licensed therapist referrals we do the botox we do the fillers we do the chemical peels but we also do so much more than that and that's my experience so opening that up at first i thought was going to be so ridiculously you know when you have a large menu i think it gets sometimes mm -hmm. like complicated factory. yeah <laughs> it's like spiral bound <laughs> yeah so we were almost at that cheesecake factory point i looked at our menu and i was like this is too many things like people are not going to be receptive of it but let's just try it out and see how it goes what do we have to lose and then in our first year i mean it's been it's it's been insane like the we are not only profitable in our first year we are beyond anything that i could have ever imagined for the business and the community has really embraced us and we're changing the way that people are really looking at self-care and like you know injectables and all of that mm. like injectables are part of the solution to self-care but like let's go a little bit deeper let's you know let's do some other things as well let I me ask you something sorry to jump in because it's a very interesting point you bring yeah. up um like the idea of you know, because most women out there who get acupuncture mm -hmm. would not be the first, you would not consider them getting Botox and filler. Right. You know, or like a vaginal seam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like those girls are a different type of girl, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, I, I do it all. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. So when you opened up the business, did you have any sort of like apprehension or were you kind of holding back because your girls that are super crunchy and might not shave their armpits, yeah. the ones who want to get their V steamed. Right. And then you're like, by the way, I'm doing Botox and filler. Yeah. Yeah. Like were you kind of, so I, I was because, um, I think we discussed early before we started taping that I lived in Silver Lake for a while also. So I'm really, I'm really, and like, I can't tell you, like every other neighbor was like someone who had just visited Costa Rica and came back as like a shaman, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, <laughs> like goes to ayahuasca. Costa Rica once, <laughs> like drinks ayahuasca once. And like that person usually is not open to doing, you know, Botox or doing fillers and stuff like that. It's all about like being in the natural state and that's totally fine also. But what we found, so I did have a lot of apprehension, but what we found opening up was like, 
oh wait oh you have you guys offer botox Ooh. also like i've always been interested but i don't like that look you know Ooh. and it's like yeah 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 i don't like that look either like look at my face you know and then people started becoming um it wasn't like this or that it was like all of this is your mm -hmm. choice and you can get that if you want to from providers who align themselves with also reiki and acupuncture and all yes. of that so it was really cool to be able to like combine because you would see someone come for like three or four acupuncture sessions and then be like okay i'll try like a little botox here and it's mm -hmm. like oh welcome yes. you know welcome so so it took a little bit of time but then it took off but what is so nice i think is that you put it out there and you attract those type of patients and that's exactly the patient that you want right and i think we get a lot of that in our claremont office i mean claremont is this very like academia yeah. natural hippy dippy and most of my patients are like that mm -hmm. they don't wear makeup they're very natural and it's just, it's refreshing because that's the kind of work that we do. You know, mm -hmm. if you're putting it out there, you're shoving like three syringes of volume in someone's lips, like go to mm. those facilities. There are facilities out there right. for you, but you're going to attract the clients that you want because of your menu of services, Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I think for your type of patient, for my type of patient, it's always like, I always hear, I just don't want to have to wear makeup anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want to wear makeup either. Mm -hmm. And yep. like, this is, you know, one of those things where, um, I think maybe years ago, Botox and filler injections were looked at as something where like only a specific bracket of people this was available to or who was meant for. Mm -hmm. And now it's like one of these things that makes life easier because <laughs> you don't have to rely on so many other steps getting ready. So mm -hmm. there's so many ways to look at it. But I think that like exactly what you're saying, depending on what you believe in and what you are marketing, that type of person exactly is going to come to you. Mm -hmm. And those are the patients that will be lasting in your practice. Yeah. Let's expand on that a little bit more and talk about diversity in your company. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We're in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. You have been very vocal on all your social channels, which I think is amazing. But let's talk about how you view that in your company um, and kind of what, what things you plan on doing in the future. Yeah. So we have... First of all, I want to say this moment that we're having right now is going to be a lasting moment. And what a what an honor to be able to have a part of this history right now. Right. And how are we going to be remembered? Like how how what kindness and what goodness and what kind of effort are we going to remember putting into this? Because it's so special and we all need to take part in it. So in creating the things we do, I've always often have been the only woman of color in you know whatever business that I was working at at the time and it you know I'm I'm an Aquarius I'm a I'm a humanitarian <laughs> I have like a bleeding heart and I'm always like you know trying to make sure that other the so my biggest fear is p seeing someone be uncomfortable like I cannot stand it mm -hmm. like it's it makes me just like shrink on the inside so I've always been the the person to like rally someone to get something together for like the underdog or like if there's a cause or if there's any kind of like injustice or bullying going on I'm like we need to save we need to help we need to like do everything we can and when we made the when I made the things we do in hiring first of all I only hired the people who were the most qualified and it happened to be that I think like over 95% of our staff are women of color I was 
I think out of maybe 200 applicants, we had, and I looked through this the other day, I had maybe four black applicants. And I, and at the time they were, I mean, it's probably different now because it's been a couple of years, but at the time they just didn't have enough experience. But I, I do remember thinking like, I want this to be a place where everyone feels welcome and people know, our staff knows that inclusivity is not just celebrated within our community, it's a pillar of our business and we're going to check in and make sure, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community is supported, the black community, Latinx community, um, everyone feels welcome within our business because the truth is most aesthetic centers, most dermatology practices, most plastics offices do cater to the Eurocentric um, model way of like, you know, uh, injecting a face, um, plastic surgery or ideals. And that's the way we were trained. That's the way I was trained also. So in being a little in high school, I was like super emo and really into punk rock. And I was like, yeah. this is the way to fuck up the system from the inside, guys. <laughs> we're going to like create our own businesses and we're going to we're going to do this the right way. And so in hiring and how we treat our patients, that has echoed throughout the entire business. And it's and I, th- I think right now what pains me during um, the injustices that we're seeing against the black community and also how it translates to our industry, the medical cosmetic industry, is that black providers are reaching out to me saying, wow, thank you. This is like one of the first times that I've heard someone really advocate and um, outwardly and aggressively put it out there and call others to action on behalf of me and behalf of us and the truth is we don't have a lot of black providers out there we don't have a lot of non-black poc providers spotlighted even though we're a part of this field and our i mean the world is changing right now you know and everyone everyone in the beauty industry like in cosmetics if we look at like makeup and we're looking at like skincare, the Sephora's, the Ulta's and all the like big YouTubers, inclusivity has been celebrated for years. Mm-hmm. But the but the medical cosmetic field has been a little bit slower to adapting to that one because, you know, over 80 percent of Botox users are uh, white women of a certain age demographic but they are not the only ones that have money and who want to try this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Like we've all got the money. We all want this find a sugar daddy. stuff, you know, <laughs> sugar daddies come in all shades, <laughs> shapes and sizes, you know, but like it's <laughs> the field for us, like right now it feels stale. So I'm, I want to fiercely be a proponent of someone who is standing for kindness and inclusivity and standing up for any injustices. And that's not anything political. It's, it's doing the right thing and making sure that people are included. So right now on social media and how we're working with business and how we're working with our, um, like even with our staff and knowing that they have, if they need a therapy day, if they need to, you know, speak to someone or if they need to go protest, they can go take that time. Like that's okay with us. And we celebrate that. So those are the things that we're working on right now is really giving voices to providers in our field that haven't had the same platform and opportunities. And also, you know, there have been amazing allies who are not people of color who have been hitting me up like I've been hitting Allergan up. I've been hitting Galderma up and mm-hmm. I've been asking them for years on behalf of all of us. Let let's 
let's not just have a platform for um, injectors like POC injectors and black injectors for uh, training and um, giving them highlighted voices, but also like let's just train to inject not just one kind of face, you know, like mm -hmm. let's train mm -hmm. to inject someone with Asian features and black features and Egyptian features because all of those things anthropologically look different and are different anatomically yeah. so like let's get familiarized with those things because that's that's what we look that's the real world yeah i think it's so. you know i think about the training modules from those companies you know one specifically you inject the cheeks to lift it projection here and highlight here but it's so yeah. different on every type of face that yeah. you're just coming out with these cookie cutter faces when you're doing these standardized trainings right and I mean, I think we do want to look to the pharmaceutical companies to make those changes and improvements. Yeah. But I think we can make such a larger change on a micro level yeah. in our businesses, with our providers that we hire, with patients that we treat, yeah, before absolutely. and after pictures that we show. I mean, because at the end of the day, they are pharmaceutical corporate America. Mm -hmm. They have their shareholders to answer to where we can actually it's our business. Like we can make those choices and every other aesthetic center business owner out there can make these changes too. Mm -hmm. They don't have to answer to anyone. Mm -hmm. And I just love that you are out there, you know, speaking to those injectors and business owners out there kind of asking like, what are you doing to support this movement? Yeah. I thank you. I thought it was great what you guys did at the treatment. When I saw your post of the plan you guys were going to implement, I was like, fist pumping in the air like yes my girl and you and I had like a pretty good conversation before also like how can we do this together you know what mm -hmm. I mean to like help you know move the needle forward and continue this conversation and you guys really showed up but what's it like for uh the treatment who is predominantly Caucasian staff mm -hmm. for someone who might not think that's probably not a place for me like what do you say to that and, and how are you celebrating this yeah I, this movement has really opened my eyes before all of this I mean I definitely know I am not a racist I mean Megan and I have talked about this on this this podcast about how we grew up in an environment where I think whites were probably the minority at our school mm -hmm. in our neighborhood we there were drug dealers in our neighborhood there were shootings in our neighborhood and you know looking back it's like well I'm not I never considered myself privileged because we grew up with these humble beginnings. We have worked our asses off for everything. We paid for our own college. We even paid for part of our private high school. Like we've worked very hard for this. So before I thought, well, I'm not really privileged because, you know, I've worked my butt off for it. But this movement has really opened my eyes where the same, a black person could have the same environment as me and I'm privileged just because I'm white. Like exactly. I really got it. Yeah. I really understood it. Um, and, you know, even in our neighborhood that was, you know, had shootings and drug dealers, we had a, a household that had married parents and had grandparents that were around. And, you know, not everyone gets to have that. So it just really opened my eyes like, wow, I am privileged, even though, you know, Megan is so cultured. And I don't know, I'm like tearing up because of this. It's just mm -hmm. like so moving to just really understand it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And part of me, you kind of have this guilt where, wow, like I kind of feel bad because I had those uh, built-in privileges just because of my skin color. So just knowing that since I've been so privileged, it is up to me to give back to this to this community. And how mm -hmm. can I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think in my head I had these excuses. We have never had a black person apply to any job mm. at our company. 
So for me, it's, it's just thinking, well, if they're not applying, how can I hire them if they're not applying to these positions? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just an excuse. It's, it's something where is, it, it is my responsibility to let people know that those opportunities are available at our business. There you go. Um, and I think we had one comment on one Instagram post saying, hey, I've always wanted to apply to your office, but I thought you only hire this kind of stereotypical blonde white girl. Yeah. And there was never that discrimination. It's just it's the circle that I've known or that networking that I've had because yeah. that is the aesthetic community. It's white. Yeah. It's blonde. Mm-hmm. It's like those are the people that I know. But just because I know these people, it doesn't mean that those are the people that I have to hire. I mean, all of our injectors are amazingly mm-hmm. experienced. They are really good at what they, at what we do. But I hope that we can send that message out that we do hire more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we have we are very in- inclusive about. I mean, Nico is just. He's he's a, he's amazing. How do you God, describe Nico? God broke the mold when she yes. made Nico. <laughs> so I for sure. <laughs> because Nico has said in his episode he's he doesn't identify as a him or a her. He's always felt very amorphous and mm. he you know he'll he'll ride a Harley but he also loves to do his nails and like he's just a one of a kind mm-hmm. for sure. And we've mm-hmm. been very vocal about suppre- supporting during Pride month and things yeah. like that but this is so different. Yes. It's, it's a different type of discrimination. It's yes. not just, you know, discriminating against Latinos or Filipinos. It's the, specifically mm-hmm. the black community. Yes. And it, it, it it's, it's such a problem and it is very eye opening. So, you know, when we talked about when we first had the meeting about everything that was going on, mm-hmm. a lot of people were being attacked on social media for not being vocal. Mm-hmm. And as a company, honestly, the first thing you do is like, well, what is the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, PR wise. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, we just had some people make sure you do this, make sure you do that. But at the end of the day, I don't want to do what someone tells me I should do. I want to do what feels right to me Mm -hmm. and what is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So we came together as a company, formulated these plans. Like what is, what is something actively we can do to make these changes in our company? Because, you know, it's one thing to put up some little skin colored hearts or some fists, but what are you really going to fucking do? Yes. Am I going to hire another blonde person? You know, like what can I actually do? So these are tangible things that I can check off the list Mm -hmm. and be like, these are some things that we are, you know, making changes. And I hope that other, you know, predominantly white owned companies, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever field you're in can see that you can make these little changes. Absolutely. And I think some people were, you know, on the other side, well, you want to hire the best candidate for the job. It's like, of course we do, you know, and, but we want to let people know that we welcome them applying and we accept them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or what I think from my perspective, because I'm not a, a provider, it's like, if I was a Latina and I just saw a whole bunch of before and afters, I might think like, oh, maybe I'm not allowed to get a chemical peel. Or like if I was a black woman and I didn't see many before and afters, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm not allowed to get Botox. You know, I just try to take myself out of my own, like put myself in other people's shoes. And so I've like my personal thing since the very beginning and Aaron could could like vet for me on this is like I've always tried to include some brown girl magic any way possible whether it's in an ad or whether it's showing or answering questions for girls like letting them know that it is possible it is available for women of color um because it's yeah when you when you look at some of these instagram feeds when you see a lot of the same looking type same type of looking girl Mm -hmm. you might Mm -hmm. question i mean you might question like maybe that's not for me. Megan has yeah. been riding my butt since for day one. <laughs> yeah. Darker before and afters forever. And the tough thing for me is that a lot of our clients are Caucasian because they, you know, they have signs of photo aging or have worked in our community for so long. Yeah. And it's, 
it's it's that was my excuse like well what do you want me to do Megan like this is who comes and sees us but again (laughs) it's broadening that like we do treat I mean I feel very comfortable treating all skin types yeah and I want people to know that and put that message out there that you are welcome at our business we are comfortable we'll provide you amazing care Mm -hmm. but again it's just getting that that message out there yeah absolutely so what are like to the providers who are listening right now and saying that's me I'm kind of in the same spot as Aaron like I want to do as much good as I can but how do I even get started maybe you can just tell them some of the things that you're implementing like I know them from your post but like what Mm -hmm. can they do Mm -hmm. so number one we are making sure that any products we carry um, are safe for all skin types and we are expanding lines if we don't carry um all of shades of, you know, types of makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're expanding our line on that. We're searching for to carry more black-owned skincare companies. Hey, 15%. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> hit us up if you're a black-owned skincare yes. business and you want to pitch us your goodies. There's so many I can tell you about. I'm going to I saw your post you on it, on. and I was going to send it to our marketing yes. girl and be like, hey, check Fantastic. Yeah, start with your products. Um, also, putting out uh, information on IGTV video, like, hey, you know, say if you are darker skin type, you're, you know, Fitzpatrick 5 plus, we offer these services that can be helpful for you. Right. Um, you if, recruit some of your patients that are, you know, black women and say, let me provide you a service, complimentary, you yeah. know, if you help us use this footage for our Instagram. Right. I think that's really great. Right. Um, and I think people need to know that you can still have this. This isn't political. It's it's a human rights issue. Yeah. You can side, you can think that you are or side. I'm a Republican. I support police. I have a, you know, police officer who's my uncle and you can still see this institutional racism Absolutely. and want to make changes. I think people, you have to be one side or the other, but you really don't. Absolutely. You don't at all. And I think a lot of people in our industry are very afraid about, you know, upsetting someone, yeah. upsetting clients. And yeah. you know, if I have clients that think, what I'm doing is doing wrong. I mean, they can kick rocks and go somewhere else. Yeah. Because, or it's just kind of like, why are you so self-centered? Just like, let's all get some, you know, like let's all get some facials. Let's all get some work done. You know? Yeah. It's not just for one person. It's not that limited. Like it's a, it's abundant. There's plenty of love to go around. And if you do take a hard look at it, you know, like it is underrepresented, the women of color, the people of color. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to get, you know, more men on the feed. You know, I would love to get, you know, darker skinned men, darker skinned women just to, so we could so they can look at it. So somebody who's who's scrolling our feed be like, oh, they look like me. Yeah. You know, like they don't you know, although I yeah, I look I am blonde, green eyed. And, you know, but I, I find that like I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> Because I feel different. I feel different. Megan inside is not white. If you guys haven't figured that out. Yeah, I feel very, very uh, like, yes, you look at me and you're like, that's a white girl. Once you see me dance and you listen to my playlist, you know something different. But like, I just think it's important for people across, you know, anybody who catches us and be like, oh, wow, like I can get a free virtual consultation. And, you know, like I'm a young African-American woman in Florida, you know, like I didn't know that's possible. And it's like, yes, yeah. we have estheticians who want to help you, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that know your skin concerns because you get hyperpigmentation that's different from a white girl, you know, like. And, and that's why Aaron just hires top notch, you know, versatile estheticians and, and practitioners yeah. or other PAs, you yeah. know, and nurses who can specialize in that. Yeah. We want everybody to get in on this. Yeah. You know, and we yeah. we've gotten nothing but love from our post. I mean, I've had so many patients just like so thankful in tears, just like. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Like, it's just so nice. I, I, you know, you don't know in this environment and it shouldn't matter like the comments or backlash or whatever you want to call it, but we've got nothing but love and it's so nice just and liberating feeling mm-hmm. like, wow, I did 
the right thing, mm-hmm. not what was politically correct. Mm-hmm. And it's an ongoing nice. thing. You know, this yes. isn't just a flash in the pan. I'm going to get it, you know, put up a few, you know, black girl before and afters. Mm-hmm. Like this is long term. Yes. You know what I mean? Like this is something that we want to. I mean, it's unfortunate that it took this tragic event to really shake shit up and make it happen. But we're grateful that we can play a part in it. You know, because we are literally looking at skin, mm-hmm. like skin color. The yeah. issue, what this is all regarding skin color is what Aaron and the other people at our business treat is skin. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about how can we as business owners help more women, women of color get into our industry? What do you think some advice you have for? So right now, earlier this week, I announced that I was, um, First of all, let's back it up a little bit. I've been reaching out to Allergan. You know, I'm an Allergan baby. I grew up injecting like the Juvederms and the and the Botox and all of that. I learned all the Galderma stuff too back when it was like Metasys. But I just was really taken under the wing of Allergan. And I've been a trainer for a while. And I was like, this is my company. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that this shit is heard, you mm-hmm. know? And I was really like up in... Carrie Strom's like messages like I was really up in Brent Saunders messages Brent, you he already probably, know how I feel about Brent 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 owes me lunch Brent the fuck and like <laughs> I was I was really like you know what I have to make this heard somehow in this like billion dollar industry they have the money bagging they can do this mm-hmm. on a greater level their platform I've done so much for them I've taught so much for them I've bought hundreds of thousand dollars worth of their product like I must have some kind of say in this and at a certain point after like two weeks almost of waiting of like some kind of backup from them I was like you know what I've got to do this shit myself like I can't put this if nobody if you're not standing up for yourself who will stand up for you so I was like you know what I'm going to do this mentorship program because what better way to really, and you and I have discussed this before. Mm -hmm. So Aaron and I have discussed this before. Um, Michelle Duran, who is in Boston, our anesthetics. Mm -hmm. Hey girl, Michelle, if you're listening, I know she loves you. (laughs) She also reached out to me previously and she was like, we need to create a safe space for these providers who always felt like they weren't seen in the field, who always thought, Oh, this field doesn't want me because my people are not there yet and it's probably for a reason. And we now have the chance to change that narrative, but it's up to these veteran providers who have a platform. And like you said, Erin, we're private. We can say whatever we want. Mm -hmm. So we created this mentorship and mentors like you and Erin and Linda Rank and mentors like all over have hit me up and people who I didn't think would hit me up, which is so amazing. Like the most... Karen seemingly like I'd like (laughs) I'd like to speak to your manager tone type of amazing providers are reaching out to me like I'm so glad that this is happening I want to be a part of the answer I've actually been pushing for this too for years and now is the moment we have to run with it so there's a mentorship for black providers and non-black POC providers and we're 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 starting this so that you have a safe space to be able to dip your toes in the pool and really see if this is something that you have a passion for 
And if you do, we're going to help foster that and make sure that you have a say in this field as well because we want you here and we need you here. So for providers out there who want to be a mentor, you can go ahead and email me at info at the things we do.co. And for people who do want to be mentored, you can email the same email and we will figure things out. You know, I'm a little slow with the email, so it's been about like six days. And I bet people are like, she's a fucking liar. She's just saying this for class. Where's your assistant, But it's, it's the weekend. I need an assistant it's the weekend hey did you guys just hear that vanessa i need an assistant assistant. i had an assistant and then she ended up getting a job at sprouts with her boyfriend and they get to see each other more so that's awesome i'm happy for you but also like i need help yes if you guys want to get in there's your opportunity don't dm anybody you just you just find her email and say i'm gonna be your assistant not her email she doesn't answer it (laughs) yeah you you find your way if you really want to be the one you find your way yeah but we are getting it's it's Friday, so I'm doing that all weekend. That's going to be my plans, and we're going to be making sure that, um, again, this is like an ongoing thing. So this is something I haven't even come up with a name with it. I was just like, we just got to do this. Yeah, I mean, I almost see it as this extension of the aesthetic collaborative. Me too. Because so we I slammed the couch we, right now, like almost <laughs> aggressively socked Aaron. I, I was thinking the yes, same well, thing, but we, I didn't know how you felt. I'm so yeah, glad. Well, we we created this retreat. Yeah. And thank God it went down the beginning or the end of February. I know. Barely I know. got it in before the COVID shut down. But it was a safe space just to, you know, really connect and to find that um, for injectors, know, self-care exactly, injectors. for established yes. injectors. Because yeah. what is out there isn't that. It's cutthroat and it's, you know, nasty and competitive. Mean girl shit. Yes. It is. Mean so, girl shit. Mm-hmm. And that we're not about that. So I think you already have those mentors built into the aesthetic collaborative. Yeah. And then just kind of growing something growing oh, from that, that. Or I love that. I don't know. I just, yeah, something. Okay, so Vanessa, now I'm going to, if it's okay with you, can I ask you some fun questions? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even prepare her for this. So, okay, just to wrap that up, if you guys, you know, want to be a part of that mentorship program, you got to email Vanessa. More will be revealed. It's in development, but We'll post about it. Yes. Yes. Follow Aesthetic Collaborative. That's right. At sign Aesthetic Collaborative. That's Aaron and Vanessa's retreat program they have for established injectors. Okay, so I didn't even tell Vanessa this. I totally forgot. But with the special guest, I'd like to ask a few fun questions. Cool, I'm so down. So people can, you know, get the, the spice of your personality. So yeah. first one, if you could have dinner with three people, Ooh. dead or alive, who would it be? Off Oprah. Top. Oprah. Vanessa loves Oprah, oh if you guys don't know that. <laughs> like, she would leave her husband for Oprah. I cry just, like, thinking about how pure she is. I just love her so much. Well, I went Vanessa, to her tour. With all the celebrities that you that you treat, couldn't they hook you up with a phone number? Gail, maybe get her number? <laughs> Listen, I'm working on things right now, okay? I can't say too much about it. Just kidding, you guys. This is not a HIPAA violation. I literally have no connection to Oprah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I love that woman. I've been watching her show since I was, like, seven years old. Inappropriate, mind you, for a seven-year-old to watch Oprah show because there were so many adult like issues yeah but honestly like my parents were both like working and like I feel like Oprah is my godmother yeah and I love that woman so Oprah for sure um and then um my grandmother who inspired so much of the things we do um Leonora Pasquale who was a beautician in the Philippines in our province um called Abulug which is like the tiniest little fishing town at the northernmost tip of the Philippines before you fall off in the ocean, it's no longer the Philippines. So she actually made a name for herself in that province. 
in the freaking you know 40s and 50s as a beautician and she wow. was hoping that her daughters would kind of like carry on the legacy and they were all like nah we into science so then like they <laughs> she was like wait what i created this whole thing and then my mom always tells me like it went straight to you but she passed away when i was really young so i would love 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 if me my grandma oprah oh my god like why am i nervous right now <laughs> like are hey, sitting down we can make it happen yes sitting down together and then i guess like third person oh shit oh shit oh shit i'm so nervous right now <laughs> who am i gonna choose oh you know what huh vanessa at 10 years old oh that's oh, cute your inner child i was fucked up as far i mean not like you guys you're listening and is like what a psychopath yeah. like i was messed up in like the sense that in the years after 10 going to 16, I was just so lost and like mm. always doubted myself yeah. and like had no confidence and like was outwardly hurt. So like I hurt people close to me. And yeah. like if I could sit with 10 year old Vanessa, Grandma Leonora and Oprah, psh, bitch, I'll Ooh. die after wow, that. I'll right? die. You're like, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. straight. That is yeah. the best answer we've gotten on this podcast. That is really, oh, really wow. sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, yeah. thanks for making me think about that. Yeah, it's 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 something, you know, it's something fun. It kind of yeah. reflects, you know, the important people also, you know, like for me, I was mine would be like RuPaul, uh, hey. Tina Marie uh, and probably Rick James just for the cocaine. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't do cocaine, everybody. OK, <laughs> not anymore. At least. All right. So the next question. Um, OK, if you were stranded on a deserted island. Yeah. What three things would you bring with you? And it doesn't have to be skincare. Just three things. Potato seedlings. <laughs> you like carbs? <laughs> Do potatoes You're have so seeds? You're so br- I don't know. They're like potatoes. the roots. Like, you know, the potatoes. Potato roots. A, a, a baby potato that you plant that would create your potato plantation. A baby potato. Uh, <laughs> I would bring, oh, my God, so like an endless sunscreen you know what? Maybe you would just. Uh, what's a sunscreen? You know, you gotta have a sc- sunscreen plant or something. You yeah. need some zinc. You yeah. need some, you know, physical to make your own sunscreen. Yeah, I'm a machete. You are like You're so practical. Survivor. Mode well, listen, right now. I I watch a lot of Naked and Afraid, and That's I right. I watch a lot of um, Primal Survivor. Yeah, where they drop you off in the middle of Alaska and you yeah. have to figure it out. Yes, and I'm actually upset with myself that I didn't say Firestarter first. <laughs> Because that's <laughs> obviously a shoe in But those sunscreen, machete, and a potato seed, and I'm good to go. There you go. I love that. Okay. I'm an island girl, so I'm like, drop me off. Boop, boop, boop. I'll create something from these coconut husks. I know you are an island girl. <laughs> I love that. Okay, and then my last question, unless Aaron has one. Uh, what does treat yourself mean to you? Ooh. First of all, Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first um, thing you think of. Treat yourself. How do you treat yourself? I mean, I'm probably the CEO of treating yourself. Sometimes my <laughs> husband is like, can you spend money on anybody else? <laughs> like, like, I know a lot of women are like, oh, I feel so guilty when I buy stuff for myself. I'm like, who? What? Right. I don't know what that's like. I'm constantly like the coin is going to my like everything. Treat yourself for me. Yeah. I think treat yourself is like whatever you need in that moment to be happy and to be yourself as long as it's like something healthy and productive like treat yourself go to burning man go experience you know something weird like go out of your comfort zone or like do something really cozy and like water your nice ass plants at home or Mm -hmm. like you know whatever it is 
like feeding your soul mm, and I knowing like that. that after that act, you feel like something has um, calmed within you. That's when you know, like, oh, I hit that right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's sometimes for me, it's going to Disneyland by myself without my rowdy ass kids. You know, <laughs> like I want to go on that roller coaster and your you ass only wants whip. to go on the aerial ride. Well, guess what? <laughs> Treat yourself. Bye. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go drink at downtown Disney, you know, like all of that stuff. Sometimes it's like, I remember I told my husband, because, you know, we've been quarantined, right? Yes. So, like, this entire time, I don't want to look at my husband and kids all day, every day. Like, mm-hmm. I need a little bit of of me time. And before, prior to this, my husband used to work out, and get this, ladies, he used to work out two hours every day at Dang. the gym, right? And I'm not that bitch. Like, yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> That's yes. not what I enjoy. I like to watch things and like (laughs) daydream and I do one thing a day and I'm like okay this was too much now I'm gonna lie down type of thing you know like that's who I am like ooh, this is too much activity I'm gonna lie down so he used to work out two hours a day like he would be away and we work together so we see each other a lot you guys know what that's Mm -hmm. like and we 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 were so used to having our time apart that the first several weeks, like the first four to five weeks of quarantine, we were like, oh, my God, we missed this time together. This is amazing. We're playing catch up and all of that time missing. And then it got to the point where it was like, motherfucker, if you don't step back right now <laughs> while I'm cooking I this ganochi, all right, you need a backup right now. So like now my husband and I actually had a conversation yesterday like we need our own time. Like, mm-hmm. so if you need an hour or two out of the day to go do whatever, I got your back and I got the kids. But you scratch my back too, <laughs> and I'm going to disappear for an hour to two hours because it's not normal to be around <laughs> 8 million, <laughs> what seems like 8 million, but is really just two kids <laughs> and one other adult, like all the time. So, like, just having an hour to yourself to read. A trashy magazine even mm-hmm. like you just, whatever you appreciate, that is yeah you appreciate the time when you go back and see them but yes. you need the space yes, I feel yeah for sure so taking care of self that was a great answer mm-hmm. vanessa and everyone needs to be masturbating more <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that in front of aaron she's not as freaky as i am it, you don't even know megan megan claims to what oh my god our flag, sound okay? guy right now knows too much <laughs> they're just kidding the the, the thousands Sean of people right now so much during this podcast like yeah. oh my gosh botox <laughs> in the nutsack yeah, and, yeah. i he, think everyone just needs to just rub one out <laughs> rub one save one is the new campaign like just let loose chill out have a good time let, yeah i've let loose yeah so for the the prudes that are listening that are clutching their pearls right now Tap into your inner child. Well, how would Tap your inner in. child like to play? Would your inner child like to skip? You know, some inner child's like to rub one out, like you say. But really, just take it easy. This this do quarantine has taught us to, to slow down, mm-hmm. take a look at things, enjoy the food, enjoy the time with loved ones, enjoy the solitude. You know, that's, that's right. been my my thing so yeah we're so happy we had you on we're yeah, gonna have I'm to bring so you back happy. on because we got yes. more thank to talk you. about thank you know you guys for having so us. where can we where can everyone find you pimp yourself out you can find me on the ig vanessa lee underscore rn and then the business is the things we do.co and our website is the things we do.co mm-hmm. and then our tiktok you are killing it on tiktok oh my gosh these kids are amazing tiktok is fun it is so fun and it's all about being weird and just like living in it and Mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with it so the tiktok is also 
um, Vanessa Lee underscore RN. So just hit your girl up. Yes, Vanessa Lee. Thanks so much Thank for joining you. us, girl. I love you guys so much. We Keep love all you. all the amazing work up. I'm so proud of you. I always have your backs. You Same. guys are my sisters. Same. Oh, love you. For real. We out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And then um, make sure to follow us on Spotify. No, Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Give us the truth. If you want to give me less than five stars, please go into to clear detail as to why. Um, and then also we're on Spotify. And thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.